0: My name is Jeff Gluck. This is a Social Spotlight Edition. Today we're gonna talk about something that many of you may, quite frankly, not be very familiar with, vlogging. Yes, vlogging with a V, as in Victor, vase. It's like blogging except it's on video form. It's a lot of people are on YouTube doing this. They're posting uploads of their life, mostly in weekly or monthly recaps in a lot of cases. There was a famous vlogger, Casey Neistat, and he was posting daily vlogs for a while. He cut back on that, but he's probably the most famous one. He has over 7 million um, subscribers on YouTube. His videos regularly get uh, over a million, close to 2 million just for his regular uploads. He's also had videos that have gone... 19 million, 16 million. He had a famous one you may have seen a few years ago where uh, he went snowboarding through the streets of New York after there was a big snowstorm. Anyway, the reason I bring that up is because Chip Ganassi Racing Xfinity Series driver Brennan Poole is a vlogger. He's been vlogging himself. Now, Brennan doesn't exactly right now have the following that Casey Neistat does. Uh, he has 382 subscribers as I'm looking at this, and his videos have been getting a few hundred views. Um, Some of them have gotten uh, over 500, but he's trying to make it work. He's been doing this for almost a year, as we talk about in this podcast. So I think that, you know, what he's doing is very important for NASCAR, which is why I've I've mentioned it several times on Twitter, and, and we're doing this, because you know, YouTube is a way where you can really reach that next level of uh, millennial audience. And, you know, there's a big hole right now as far as YouTubers and NASCAR. There's not really a, a very good presence there or, or a famous presence there. And it would be a very good way to reach people. If, if Brennan was able to build up his channel and attract um, a millennial audience, who doesn't even know much about NASCAR they might follow him through that and and you know this thing could really take off uh for both Brennan and, and NASCAR in some ways so it this is just another thing where NASCAR needs to be involved with this space so that's why I want to talk to Brennan today I hope you'll learn a lot about him why he's doing this and what all goes into it all right we are here with Brennan Poole
1: one of my favorite interviews in the garage no pressure, Brennan um we're here to talk about social media because brennan is pretty darn good at it from what i've seen uh i guess first off you're in a lot of different forms of social media
2: what's your favorite um that's a good question uh let's see um i guess my favorite i was trying to come up with something funny to say there but i just don't have anything (laughs)
1: Way to go. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I totally bombed it. Um, But, I mean, I like YouTube. I like creating the vlogs and doing the videos. Like I said, it's Friday here in Bristol, and I have a vlog coming out today. So uh, I'm excited about that. It's a West Coast swing vlog. You know, I got to go out there and and run Corvettes, and I went hiking, and I was in Vegas. We ran into Siegfried from Siegfried and Roy. So, like, I have a lot of cool content for for the vlogs. And so that's what's really fun to me is, like, trying to make a little movie every day. Um, So I enjoy doing that. Um, it is tough though. It does uh, take up a, a lot of time, and I end up like becoming slack and missing things and whatever. But I also enjoy Twitter and, and Instagram. What's cool about Instagram is just like pictures. I think like nowadays, like we all live in this like world where we want to see images and we want to like watch video, and we we don't really want to read much of anything. So on Twitter, like I watch the videos on Twitter. If that makes sense, I look at the pictures on Twitter that may not be on Instagram. So like I I, I um. I like Twitter because I can share news and articles and post links, so you can just click on and go right to things. But I'm probably on Instagram more than more than anything else. I did like Vine, and then Vine it doesn't exist now. So,
1: yeah, what the hell? I, Vine was a big loss, you know?
2: Yeah, I was. I literally Vine was like when I'm in the restroom, I'm just on Vine the whole time, like scrolling through every video, and then like I see something funny and like send it to a friend, and then it like just like grows out of control, and then you know, my entire friend group's watching this one stupid Vine, but, um, I had some funny Vines that I thought were funny, but it seemed like Vine was hard for, to like gain followers yourself. Like if you already weren't a Vine star, like you weren't going to gain traction because everybody was only watching their content. So that part of it was tough. We're like YouTube, your content is just out there for everyone and you can push it out ever you want. And, and you can really start to grow. Like, I think I'm My subscribers have been growing, and, of course, all my content now is on NASCAR.com, so you can watch all the stuff on, I I don't know if it's their YouTube channel or whatever, but it's on their website, and we've got, like, 1,200 views on the Daytona uh, vlog, so I'm kind of proud of that, hoping to continue to grow it.
1: So um, let's let's talk about the YouTube stuff for a little bit. How did you decide that you wanted to be a, a vlogger, and, you know, is it one of these things where Everything you do, you have to remember to take your phone out and
2: film it. Uh, so I wanted to become a vlogger because of Casey Nastat I was watching his vlogs every day, and I was like, "Man, this guy is really good and interesting." And like, I, I was so uh, just kind of influenced by listening to like him talk about like his struggles and like how he became successful and stuff he was still working on to still become more successful. And so like, kind of being able to like kind of in- and watch that journey with him like day by day, I was like, "Man, this is uh, something that's special." And so I thought, you know, a NASCAR driver needs to do this. Like, somebody in NASCAR needs to do this. And and um, the more I watched it and the more time went by, I was just like, screw it. I'm going to just buy a camera and do it. Now, I do shoot a lot of it off of my phone now because, like, I, in the garage or, like, I, when I'm doing, like, stuff, uh, you know, for DC Solar or NASCAR or whatever, it's hard to be carrying a camera around or have a backpack in your camera and everything. So um, nowadays, like, on, our, on your phone, you can shoot in 4K. So... I just grab my phone and, and just start shooting what whatever I, I think is interesting. And I do time lapses and everything right off my phone. So And all the stuff comes out, like the quality and stuff is really good. And, and the audio, too, sounds great. So, um, you know, I, I think for me... Um, I keep plugging Casey Neistat because I want to meet him. one <laughs> day. So I'm like Casey Neistat, Casey Neistat in the media center and whatever. Just so like, I'm like in the random chance he may see it and get him to a race. We need to get him to vlog his race experience. But, um, you know, most of his stuff just, um, kind of inspired me to do, do something different. It's been a lot of fun.
1: So what's the editing process? I mean, because you, you take all this footage of your daily life you're going around doing all this stuff and then you have to sit down once a week or once every couple weeks or whatever and try to put all this together um how long does that take you and what 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 all goes into that
2: so for my video and for my vlog now everyone's vlogs are different so like when i talk about mine i don't want to discourage anyone from doing a vlog because you literally can just do it on imovie and like cut it up and and whatever whatever and um you know you you can do it that way but for us we use uh, my my friend, one of my really good friends, Brian Bumgardner, um, does most of the editing um, because I simply just don't have time. I mean, I'm training, I'm I'm in the shop and meetings, I'm, I'm riding my bike, I'm in pool swimming, I'm in the gym lifting, I'm studying film, I'm going over notes and pre-race notes and getting ready for the weekend, and there's just not time for me to sit down and edit a vlog and put one out every week. So. Um, that he's been able to really um, influence the vlog a lot and put like a little bit of his creativity and he kind of sees some things a little bit differently than I see and something that I may not really want to put in there, he'll put it in the vlog and make it where I'm comfortable with it and it, and it ends up being – it makes the video even more interesting than what I thought because you know, it's always awkward when you're filming yourself and then you're judging yourself on what you should put in there and so he kind of sees it no like that's really interesting or um, we need to have it go this way and and so having that help um really helps me but he spends like 10 to 13 hours a week on the video because there's so much content that he has to watch all of it and i try to point out things that i really think should be in the vlog or kind of how the stories went and i have to give him like when i shot what so he kind of knows the timeline and then he just kind of he busts it out and he does a fant- a fantastic job
1: now, the vlog it was about almost a year old or not not that quite that long.
2: Uh, not quite. so I started it last year, the second Iowa race. that would be that was the first one that I ever did. and uh, so coming, I mean, I mean, it's not too far away, but um you know, so it's been a so like I had to learn through the process to like sh- film and like record interesting things and not just be like like if you watch the first couple you'll see that I'm kind of like I just like film in my car or I film in the shop or I film in my house I'm not like walking around filming and I think that's what makes Casey Neistat's vlog so interesting because one he lives in New York City and he's riding around his boosted board and he's just like shooting all this stuff and you kind of feel like you're in New York and you're like experiencing some of his experiences so for me I'm still trying to work on that to make uh, you know, my fans and the audience feel like they're uh, there and uh, a part of it, too. And that's what's uh, that's what's tough is getting those shots that make you feel like you're you're actually there. So, like, I feel like I've gotten better at that. My last um, my last several vlogs have been, in my opinion, really good. Um, but I'm still working on creating that that feel.
1: So you talked about that your subscribers are growing a little bit. Um, how tough has it been to get that audience? And I'm sure at times, you know, you put out a video and you're like waiting for the reaction. You're like, hello. Like, cause that's how I feel about my articles sometimes. <laughs> so like, you know, th- just the feeling of like, does anybody see this? How, how can I get this in front of more people?
2: Yeah. I mean, for me, that's why I try to do this stuff with nascar.com, um, to help more people realize that it's there. Um, I think for me on my social media and stuff, like I'm almost to 10,000 followers on Twitter and I'm like 6,000 or close on Instagram. So, you know, I'm trying to, push it to that push it to an audience that I just don't quite have yet but I feel like if I have the content and it's there when people find out about it they can go back and watch from vlog one and they can they can literally there's like a whole story there so I think I think one thing that's important too is being consistent with putting videos out which is something that I've struggled with which I've got a new I've got a new deal in place now where I will have a video out every single week uh, which I'm really excited about starting this week so um, it was just tough like everyone has um, you know jobs and everyone has jobs to get done so it's it's really difficult to you know put time towards something that uh, towards a project that you're just trying to grow on, by yourself it, it's really tough so. Um, I, I'm excited about um, the next the next several weeks some of the new videos and some of the content that we have out I think is really funny, so I hope um, that, you know a lot of the fans and some of my subscribers now enjoy it I'm only up to like 400 or 500 subscribers or something like that So so trying to grow up But like I said the nascar.com thing is starting to um, Starting to get more views and I'm starting to get up over a thousand views in some of my videos Which uh, for me, I think is a big step. I think like each like when you're at a smaller number you know, like each like you get to uh, getting to that first 1,000 is like really hard, and then it's like getting to the next 1,000 is a little easier, and the next and the next and the next it just kind of gets easier a, as it grows. So, you know, I'd like to uh, hopefully by the end of this year my goal uh, was to get to 50,000 like views on a video or like 50,000 subscribers, which 50,000 subscribers is insane. I'm, I try to like be realistically maybe 20,000, but um, you know, just try to try to. I'm just, I just that's really what I want to try to do. I because i like the vlogging and doing it so much and i feel like there's a space there to create some interesting content and really give people a little bit of behind the scenes of what it's what a race car driver really goes through and like you know i'm still a normal guy and a normal kid and i do normal things um, but also you get to see a little bit of, uh, of the training and and the work side of things and the being at the shop and kind of what i'm dealing with and um, i think it's kind of cool because through video you can really experience what someone's going through where you know through a tweet or a picture you might not necessarily see all that do you want your vlog to be
1: something that is consumed mainly by race fans or do you have a vision of it sort of becoming um something that can attract the mainstream audience
2: yeah i wanted to to, i wanted to attract mainstream audience i want it to be where people are tuning into the vlogs just because they're interesting i feel like That's kind of what people do with Casey Neistat's vlogs Um, and some of the, a lot of the other vloggers on YouTube, uh, people just tune in because they're invested in them as a person. And so I really want to just, I really want to grow, not that I want like attention or anything like that. I just want to, I just wanted to, to be a, uh, be a normal guy who's filming normal stuff, who happens to be a race car driver and, um, and just inviting everyone in to kind of see a little bit of what that's like.
1: Does anybody around you question the commitment level? Because it sounds like you're really committed
2: to this. So they've been like, are you sure you want to do this? (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, a few people, you know, like some of my teammates and stuff are like, man, you just walk around and video everything in yourself. I mean, it's got to be time and and it's awkward. And I'm like, yeah, it is. But. When I go back and I watch the video or I watch something, too, that I might have filmed that I felt like was awkward, but I just, like, acted through it, basically, and then I watch it, I'm like, man, that actually was really good, you know? That's So I'm trying to be more comfortable and just not really care as much about what I'm filming, you know, like now, like I'll walk through the airport and I'll, you know, walk to dinner and I'll walk on the street and I'll just be like filming and recording and I don't really care. You know what I mean? So like
1: people are looking at you funny.
2: Yeah. People are like, what is that guy doing? So now I'm, well, since I capture a lot of stuff on my phone now, than my actual camera, I think people think I'm just like Snapchatting or like, you know, posting an Instagram story or something they don't really know. So I'm like, they don't know what I'm doing. So whatever, it doesn't matter.
1: So uh, let's talk about a few other social media networks in the time we have left uh, you touched on twitter um how much are you are you on twitter and looking at twitter
2: um i probably look at twitter every day i forgot i read something the other day where it's like people look at their phone within like the first 10 minutes of waking up or something but um i would say i'm probably one of those people i mean you just that's where i get most of my news i don't really watch the news on tv i'm not searching the web or anything i'm not really on buzzfeed much now lindsay is obsessed with BuzzFeed. She I looked at the her data the other day. It was like 78% was from BuzzFeed. So I was giving her a hard time about that because BuzzFeed is just kind of ridiculous. Even they do a great job and there's good news and stuff on there and the quizzes are fun, but you're taking BuzzFeed, you're taking over my girlfriend's life. Please settle down. But um but so Twitter, like, I'm on there, and, and usually I try to answer, like, every fan, too. Like, if someone, uh, you know, because I don't have, like, an insane amount of followers yet. Like I said, I'm, like, almost at 10,000. So if someone a- asks me something, I-, I usually answer. Or if somebody um, gives me a compliment or whatever, I'll, like, like the tweet. Like, I always try to interact with, with everyone as best as I can. You know, like, I had a lot of people talking to me. Uh, this past week about uh, NBA playoffs and about NHL playoffs too, because I like posted one tweet where i was just like, "Man, NBA playoffs are awesome," and then people were like, "No, it's hockey," and then people were like, "What are you talking about? It's basketball," and I'm like, "Guys, I watch both. Like, calm down." Um, but uh, I think that's what's what's cool about Twitter it too, like just being able to interact with fans, just like bang, like instantly. It's almost like texting, but like through the internet. And you touched on Instagram.
1: Um, do you prefer Instagram stories or Snapchat stories?
2: I mean, when Instagram first put out their stories, I was just like, come on guys, stop stealing other people's things. It's just kind of getting ridiculous. Like all social media, there's like a giant war going on there. Like none of us even really know that's happening between the, all of them. Um, But, you know, I look at I look at all the Instagram stories because I'm I get bored and like I've already scrolled through so many pictures on Instagram. If I'm like on a flight or like in the waiting for to get on the plane or at a restaurant, I'm by myself, whatever, you know, I just I'm like scrolling through. So I'll look at everyone's stories. But um, for me, I like Snapchat a little bit better. um, And plus, they're the original. They're the original guys. You know, it's kind of like you know, uh, my favorite Mexican food restaurant is the, well, one of them is the original Neemfa's in Houston. And it, the original is just better than the chain Neemfa's around. And I feel like, um, you know, all my friends and everyone's just on Snapchat. So we use Snapchat.
1: I, I kind of agree with you in that, you know, even though there might be more people on Instagram, I prefer Snapchat. I almost get annoyed when people post Instagram stories sometimes so I'm like oh god and now, now I got to look at this Yeah, we got to look at it twice and now
2: Facebook has stories too. Did you see yeah. that? So it's like what it's like what's happening? Well, that's what's interesting too That's which is why I come back to YouTube all the time is because YouTube's like you can make a mini movie It's like creating a like it, Yeah You're making stories and people are seeing what you're doing and it's like a I guess it's kind of like a vlog through your story but I mean on YouTube here's this content that's there for forever and you can always go back and look on it. I think that's one thing for me that's special, is that I'm recording all these moments in my career as I'm moving forward and I'm always gonna have that to go back and look on, which is which is pretty cool.
1: How do people subscribe to your channel if they're not if they're listening and they're not huge YouTubers?
2: So if you just go to YouTube.com and you search Brennan Pool, my my channel actually will come up, and you can click on it'll list all my vlogs. You'll see all of them. You'll see also some other random videos in there, perhaps me crashing uh, somebody a few years ago, uh, or uh, you know the Talladega race is very common with my name if you search it. Um, but um, you know my videos are there, and then uh, in the video I give you an option at the end of the newer vlogs where. Um, you can click there to link to, to subscribe. And then basically, when you have a have a YouTube profile or whatever, and you subscribe to a channel, um, it'll give you a, um, a notification whenever I post a new video.
1: Oh, well, thank you for joining us.
2: Yeah, thank you.
0: So there you have it, Brendan Poole. Uh, I feel like I could have talked to him all day about that. He's a very interesting guy, a very fun interview, and hopefully he will find some success in NASCAR because I, I believe that NASCAR could use guys like him um, out there at the forefront especially as we talk this week about you know the personalities that are going to come next and fill the spot of guys like Dale jr. going away you know you need uh, exciting personalities and and people who are very interesting to fill those spots I have a couple patron shout outs this week uh, Richard Broadhead is one of them and Tara McCook they are two people who uh, didn't check their patron inbox yes there is a patron inbox if you're on patreon and you've um, pledged you have a thank-you note from me um, in your inbox and um, some people I guess it doesn't go straight to their email or something and um, so like in Tara's case she had pledged on January 27th which was like the first week I started the whole thing and I just got a note from her on Wednesday saying hey I just saw this this message in my patron inbox So, yeah, I'll I'll take the shout out. Sure. So, Tara, there it is. Um, Hopefully, if, uh, if you are a patron, by now, you guys have seen your message. If not, hey, go on to Patreon and check it because there's probably something waiting for you there. I've been pretty good about keeping up with the thank you notes. So, I appreciate everybody. The next podcast is going to be from Richmond International Raceway. I am headed there shortly after I post this. And I'm looking forward to a fun weekend, another short track. It's a great view from the press box there, sitting down in between turn one and two. So that's always fun. And I'm looking forward to seeing what happens there. So I will talk to you in a few days. See you, everybody.